So, Tom, what's uh, your assessment of the – or first off, good to be here in Vegas with you. Uh, your assessment of the football programs uh, first year in the Big 12 in 2023. Uh, I thought it was pretty much what I expected it to be. Uh, I thought that it would be super competitive. I thought it would be a difficult transition. Uh, I think I said this early on when people asked me, well, what's it going to be like in the Big 12? That I said, uh, you know, we will get punched in the nose. We might have to take a knee. Uh, we'll gather our senses and stand up and uh, carry on and we'll learn and grow. And I think that's kind of a summation of what the season was. We learned a lot about ourselves. Uh, BYU football in, as an independent was quite a bit different from BYU football in the Big 12. I think one of the things that was valuable is we learned about uh, teams, their styles, the environments, the atmosphere, the depth, about how each one of the teams plays. We're not familiar with a lot of them. And uh, we voted well with some of the teams and not with others. So I think it gives us a, a, a year to uh, gather together, um, make the necessary changes that we have to to be uh, more competitive and start getting on track towards um, being a championship team in that league. You bring up necessary changes. How involved when a losing season does happen? You're not used to that. It's the only second time in your time as AD that BYU football has experienced this. How involved do you get when those necessary changes need to happen? My role uh, as the athletic director that I've laid out for my coaches is that I'm always going to be there for the good times and the tough times. And this was a year where transitioning through the Big 12, we didn't fare as well as our fans expected, as we expected. The expectations are high. But one of the things that I do is I'm a resource for the head coaches. So I'm always there to talk about how they deal with all kinds of issues. Uh, when we're dealing with a great prosperity or a great adversity. And so I'm in the conversations a lot but it's not my role to be the guy that's going to make changes with personnel, X's and O's, um, recruiting, those things. But I'm always in the discussions. In those discussions, do you expect Kalani's going to move on from more staff? Or is, is it the changes that are pretty much done on O-line and tight end? I, I think that that's a Kalani issue. Um, it's hard for me to say. and It's not my name, mine to say. I know that what I'm involved in right now is the moves that we've made. And so that's the things that's most important to me at this time. After a, a losing season, you know, how, how much maybe support for, from uh, you and administrators for Kalani Satanke going forward to really get this thing built and, and built up in the Big 12 Conference? Well, there's tremendous support for Kalani and the football team. I think that uh, BYU football is a huge part of the brand of BYU athletics and a big part of the brand of the university. So we're going to do everything that we can to make sure that we're on the right track to improving, being more competitive, and that comes down to uh, recruiting, personnel, staff, all aspects. There's so many aspects of the team that lead to success on and off the field. Does a losing season, though, put his job, maybe the hot seat, does it ratchet up for Kalani in that sense after that tough three year? You know, I, I say no. I, I say that my relationship with Kalani as the athletic director to a head coach is one that's strong. We've worked together for a number of years now. We've had some highs and some lows and I believe in him and the style that he has, the way that he works with the young men and I believe that uh, together we'll continue to work on 
finding uh, different ways to success, uh, maybe different styles in, in working with um, student athletes, recruiting, staff, all those things. And again, I'll say that my role is to be a resource to him. And the question that you asked about support, I'm very supportive. And when you talk about recruiting, a lot of that conversation centered around NIL these days and, and transfer portal. I think it was Nebraska head coach Matt Rule said it's going to be about a million to two million dollars to get a quarterback, a good one, in the portal. Is BYU willing to get involved in that sort of game to get a top-notch signal caller and pay that kind of a rate? I, I think there's one coach that said that. I, I can pretty much assure you that not all of the Division One uh, FBS quarterbacks are making one and a half million dollars but nil is a reality in this day and age so we're in the nil game uh, we have a collective that helps out our football program and some of our other sports so it's just something that's changed we talk about the transition into the big 12 uh, it, it happened at a time where you have the transfer portal you have nil you have collectives you have uh, realignment with conferences. There's a lot of things going on. There's things, changes in the NCAA and the future and roles like that. There's many changes right now and the key thing is to be able to communicate, keep our strategy, remember that we are BYU and what we represent and how we go about our business and for that matter that's what we're involved in right now. Is there like a dollar amount though that do you think the football program needs compared to your Big 12 peers as far as an NIL to succeed? I, I don't think that that's something that I would say that we have a dollar amount that there's a price tag on every position, though some people may say that, like Matt. But I feel that as long as we understand the environment and the atmosphere that we're in and we're um, communicating with our student-athletes about their needs and their desires in this day and age, that we'll be all right. I gotta ask you, are you happy to be in the same league with Utah again? Sure I am. I think the rivalry is fantastic. When I came to BYU as a student athlete in 1978, mm -hmm. uh, Utah was in our league in the old WAC, Western Athletic Conference, and some of those games are the most memorable in my career. I've coached and coached against uh, the University of Utah when I was a graduate assistant at BYU, and those were great matchups. We played them in the as me being the athletic director now as independent and in the Mountain West Conference. And those are great, fantastic games. I think that the student athletes and the coaches and the people that are involved in the games have a great deal of respect for each other and the competitive nature of those battles. And I think that we can carry on with that and make it even stronger. When the four corner schools became a real possibility for the Big 12, was it just complete support from BYU's in for Utah joining the league or was there kind of concerns that you raised that you felt like there's maybe pushback from BYU with Utah possibly joining? No, I, I think that, like I just mentioned, there's a, an incredible um, relationship between the University of Utah and Brigham Young University that's existed for 100 years. And so there, I don't think at this point in time there would be a reason to be against trying to bring that um, those games back together and that relationship back together. We in our conference, the Big 12, is stronger because of having BYU and the University of Utah in it. And just I'm coming from Big 12 meetings right now, and when you are in that room, you feel the strength of all the members of that conference. And we're both we're two of the members that are two of the stronger members um, together now, and I think it's going to be a, a, a good relationship. 
What are the pressing topics for you guys in Big 12 meetings here in Vegas? Everything under the sun. I think a lot of the things have to do with um, the new alignment, the new four teams from the four corners from the Pac-12 coming in and how we will um, best take advantage of um, scheduling and television and relationships with uh, partners, TV partners. There's all kinds of issues. And then we have things that are uh, external with uh, various um, things that affect us like NIL and um, collectives and uh, transfer portal, things that are relatively new to the game and we're still working on to find out the best ways to come up with solutions. The additions of the four corners have brought some new challenges for non-conference scheduling. You guys added SMU 2024 and 2027. Does that SMU game this fall have a have a date for 2024 yet? And then 2025 and 2026, you need a Power 5 game. What's What do you and Dave Brown got cooking on that front? Well, we, we obviously with the SMU game, there's a date. It hasn't been announced yet, but we're working on some things. But um, I think that because of going into the new conference and um, adding the four teams, we had the University of Utah and University of Arizona on our independent schedule. And so we weren't allowed to keep those as non-conference games. So with the rules that they were set up like in the Big 12, that we had to go out and find a P5 uh, a competitor, a competition opponent in a one year's period of time. And that was rather dear, uh, difficult to do. There were like three possibilities. And fortunately for us, we had a good um, competitive game against SMU that they, we could go home and home with. Do you have any, how many possibilities for 2025, 2026? Because you need P5s on those. There, there are possibilities, but it's not too far. In, in basketball, you can schedule games right around the corner and some of the other sports. But in football, most of the teams are scheduled out beyond five years. So there's a few little cracks that you can find uh, components to play, but very few. So we feel like we're in a good spot. We're not locked in, and we haven't announced them, but we're in a pretty good spot with them. You're here in Vegas, uh, going to get the Toner Award uh, for administrative achievements in football. Uh, what does it take to be a good AD here at BYU? Um, it, well, it takes a great school that I'm very fortunate to be a part of. Coaches and student athletes on a regular basis that come in and are super competitive, that are goal-oriented, that have uh, made athletics and academics a great part of their life. They come in and represent. I get to work with them every day. I, I think I have the best job in the world. And uh, so for me, I just believe that uh, to be a good athletic director at BYU, you just got to be connected and be able to come to work every day with a great attitude, knowing that you're going to take on the challenges of the day and that you're going to make things work with all the deals that you have to make in, the, in a given day. And then you have great relationships and um, personal uh, stories with uh, coaches and players, and that makes for uh, a blissful day. How often do you think you and your wife think about the next phase after BYU? Is that near for, for you? Uh, yeah, I think that um, I've, I've been on a year-to-year -year contract for uh, 19 years, so I don't think that's going to change. And uh, as long as I have the energy and the passion to be able to uh, do the best, the very best I can, I'll keep going strong.
do you want to be part of the the next hire? Like help, like kind of consult and maybe you know to find that next person. Is there someone in the building that could be the next AD? I'm not concerned about that right now. I'm more concerned with the job I have to do instead of the job that sure. you know my successor will do. Last thing for you, Tom. Uh, what do you want to see from this football program? You know, because before we know it'll be spring ball, and then summer, and then next it's it's here again. Just what do you want to kind of see from this program going into 2024 and the lessons learned in the Big 12? I think continued development. Uh, we've learned and grown uh, in a year's time. I think that you know, become, not you know, having a year where we were under 500 and didn't become bowl eligible, we were really close. We learned a lot about ourselves and things that we can improve on and things that we can change. I think there's some things that we can do that are really good. There's been some great cultural um, advantages that we've had in putting things together. And I think that we had some strengths that we can um, build upon and some weaknesses that we can change and, and get better from. I guess one more thing, any potential upgrades and facilities in the future for the athletic department? Well, I don't think there's any um, major um, capital campaigns on the, on the uh, docket right now. But there are a number of smaller things that could make a difference in some of our venues. And um, those will lead to maybe more things in the future. But just coming into the Big 12 right now, it's important that we uh, continue to um, strategically make that transition. There were a lot of changes that we had to make with personnel, some facility, um, some strategy, and we'll continue to make those. As we get better and better, we can uh, change our direction, well, not change direction, but expand our vision a little bit more towards maybe some future um, capital campaigns.